Let me eat this cheese. Can we just say really quickly, I do not have another role on my list. Girl, that doesn't mean you get Mariah, though. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, 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 well, I felt like the last time we assigned roles, I was shuffled around a little bit. And you won. I need to make sure that I'm not baby in a corner this week. I have Mariah, end of list. I'm putting for her foot down. I hate to be the girl who's like, well, I want to be the lead and nothing else, but I want to be the lead and nothing else. I could drop Mariah, and if anything, I might go for Sister Fister. You know what? I'll do Mother Superior. I'll take Mariah. Thank there you. you. Go. Oh, okay. For once, I've tried the plain Jane technique of being a fat out of hell bitch about it, and it worked. Do I have burger fingers? Plasma is serving Rachel Berry energy in this clip of the week. She's determined. She's confident. And... For what it's worth, she was exactly correct. This was her role. It couldn't, it shouldn't have gone any other way. And she says it at the end of the episode. She was like, I told you, like, this was for me. And this was my episode. I mean, you know, facts are facts, America and outer lying Virgin Islands. You know, it's like, we may not like her delivery. You know, I, I'm I'm not super well versed in Rachel Berry, but I do know the story of like Leah Michelle shitting in someone's wig. So I, I know everything I need to know. And it's like, yeah, this is like, oh god, oh brother, I'll see you at Albatross. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and you'll be mean to me. But at the end of the day, it's like it's a musical, and she's the musical theater queen. It's based on a mid, you know, mid twentieth century musical. She does mid century modern drag like her grandparents wrote her a card with the climb every mountain lyrics in it for god's sake why are just do britney derek just do britney <laughs> yeah, that's right. you know right. just let that's derek right. do britney <laughs> yeah just just let her do it yeah uh, you know i i have to tell you i'm gonna put my tin hat on okay so know that i know that it's on there's this is based in no truth there is no truth in that. Um, I this musical was cast way too perfectly. Oh my god! Right? It was like perfectly cast. It was perfectly cast, and I have to tell you, from an audience standpoint, from a viewer standpoint, I am so glad that it was perfectly cast, and we're going to be talking about how good things were how good performances were, as opposed to watching Megami struggle as the Baroness, as opposed to watching Morphine struggle as, and, and forget the lines, and you know, of being Mariah, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're not having those conversations because this was perfectly cast, and it was a great product. We've talked on this podcast before, I think, I think usually when we're talking about Dragula, but oftentimes they will show us, you know, the best version of it. And then maybe they'll like nitpick and show like the things that were bad. But we get a really good floor show. For this rusical, we got a really good rusical. And I, as a viewer, I actually, that is way more entertaining than seeing somebody bomb. Don't get me wrong. 
seeing somebody bomb is it can be fun but more often than not it's it, it's cruel well mary if i could if i could borrow your tin hat for a second if i could yes oh, and oh here wait hold hat. on okay oh yes oh, do careful. it yes, hands. yeah that's okay. my perm hold um on. yeah okay. no I, i'm getting that i just got that it's a set. perm it's a perm thank you it's a perm thanks if you could just set it i got a bobby pin um in the words of jocelyn fox bobby pin but i think to corroborate that just because i'm wearing the tin hat these ruse tin hat alley tin hat alley over here please welcome to stage tin hat alley <laughs> kirstie's sister <laughs> um <laughs> oh r.i.p yeah r.i.p right um listen the work speaks for itself. But um, true. if you think of Drag Race now as this Emmys juggernaut, these mm. rusicals, I think one of our Marys mentioned in, on Instagram was spot on. Snatch Game is no longer the like spotlight episode of the season. It's the rusical that's the big episode of the season. That's the big production. And so like you think about Wig Loose and all the press that that got last season. And it's like... It's now to the point where it's like, oh, this is our sweeps week episode in a way, which makes sense. I mean, they don't let the queen sing. They secretly put parentheses under each character's name of who's going to play who. Tin hat, right. tin hat. Um, it's edited to show the best parts. It's a great production. Uh, inevitably, pink news. You know, people are calling this the best rusical in Drag Race history. Inevitably, <laughs> after every rusical, people will be like, that's it. I just need to say this. Actually, uh, Shea Coulee just posted. Um, just before I go, I just need to say that was the best rusical in Drag Race history. And it's like cut and paste from last season, Henny. I mean, you're not wrong, but like it's kind of like how climate change. We're like this month was the hottest on record. It's like, yeah, they're just getting better and better. Um, so I, I think that that may – if we're going to put tin hats on, that's part of it is like, well, what contributes to making this a sweep sweet quote-unquote episode is like – having a great final product and it's like harder to do that with snatch game way harder to do with snatch game i mean they can they can guide the queens as much as they can to the characters they want to see but at the end of the day like it's about how they how they perform um and if they can make rue laugh with this there's so much more control with production except for this casting couch which is why i think the casting couch is really uh, it's just interesting. It's almost like I want to just keep telling them to like read the room a little bit during this scene. I was like, Megami and Q, you're fighting over the Baroness. Megami, read the room, dear. Just read the room. Like, yeah. and, and Morphine, read the room. You shouldn't be Mariah. They're actually probably trying to help you. They're trying to help you because they're also trying to help the cast. I just... The best argument that Plasma could have put out, maybe they cut this. The best argument is, look, you want the best possible product so that the fans are talking about how good we are, not how terrible we are, right? Not who failed. And if that's the argument, it's just like, just just let me do it. I'm going to do it really, really well. Uh, with with Morphine, it was more like, well, I don't want to be safe anymore. I want to, I want to step up and it's like yeah but it might it's we know it's going to be good with plasma because this is what she does for a living you know who really got the assignment was maya amon lepage who was like just give me my medium-sized role yep i call it musical theater 
So just give me my music, my musical theater, medium sized role, and I will do my thing. I'll pull my veil over my face. Uh-huh. It'll be great. That's right. And I thought, well, there you go. You know that this challenge is not about you. And Nymphia, Nymphia picks the character that's obsessed with an object, similar to how she's obsessed with bananas. Oh, so, yeah. Absolutely. Like, how perfect is that? How perfect is that? So you have Mother Superior. I mean, oh, hmm, Superior, Superior. Oh, mm. Get out of my house. Get out of my station. The note is in my station, and it's all very mm. clear. Yeah. Oh, maybe Dawn should play that. Yeah, hmm. Dawn should be that little weirdo role, that little elfin little girl. It's, I mean, Megami. I, I think you know. I think with Megami and with Morphine. Like they could have switched roles. Like those were kind of like you know good luck, honey, um, in those roles. But I feel like with those, they just had to tap into their like inner Jimmy. They had to pull their Kathy Jimmy out to make those. Uh-huh. That's what would have made those roles really pop. But you know, um, they're not the Jimmy type. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think we'll we'll talk more about Megami and her performance later, but. I, I I thought this casting couch moment was interesting because we also got we, well we got this plasma being a Rachel Berry we got this plasma uh, you know the soft indoor kid having to battle it out with the outdoor kids in a way right where she's just like wait a second no guys no I do this please just let me do this um I it was interesting to see that because. I was actually sort of expecting them to sort of mock her, um, the the cast, to sort of mock Plasma for for standing up for herself, right? Which I think sometimes happens when somebody who, you know, is the shortest in the cast or is just a little soft or isn't plain Jane, right? For them to kind of put that on, it can be kind of funny and, you know, it, there's a tendency, I feel like, to mock it. But that didn't happen here. They were all just like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, oh, okay. Sometimes it's like the little Hans Molman of the group who's like, um, I would like to push back and nobody listens. I mean, that's kind of what Megami was. She was the Hans Molman of the group this week because she just kept getting bumped. So I think Megami kind of got that edit and Plasma stood her <laughs> right. little ground. And she was like, no, I am, uh, you know, that that Drama Desk Award is mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she knew. I think Megami, if Megami had been more like starting a fight about it, I think they would have mocked her. But she didn't. Yeah. I think Megami. She, she, just... she played, she played Rocks, Paper, Scissors, Shoot, right? Which was a risk for production, I think. I, I mean, here, I will say, I'll give this to Megami because I actually kind of like Megami after this episode. Megami. Could have done Baroness. Yeah, I, I don't think that I role think so. was very hard. No, I think so. I think that I think that Q did a great job. I think Megami could have done well. I think because I just realized the tin hat's still on my head. I could barely feel it with the perm. I think there is the tin hat theory that the entire casting couch scene was also an acting challenge. <laughs> well, Mary, of course. So yes, like, that's what I'm, I'm implying. Right, so like, let's sure. just like, you know, cut to the chase. Is like, okay, but like, I think, I think this was like the mini challenge this week. Right. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the casting couch of them all? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who's yes. going to play, you know, Baroness von Stupid or whatever their characters' names are? 
I love it. Well, listen, before we get into it, I, as we're talking about just a successful rusical, uh, and before we kind of get into the episode after this clip of the week, I do just want to give the credits where credit is due. Because if we don't support these artists, we lose these artists. Oh, my right, goodness. Mary? Oh, my goodness. You must have heard a quote from, like, Ross Matthews or something once. Ross Matthews. It must have been That's Ross right. who inspired that, isn't it? Ross Russ definitely did yeah, inspire yeah, that Yeah, that would be the um, hilarious and inspirational Ross Matthews. That's right. If we don't support these artists, we lose these artists. Yeah. So um, – just because it's it's not said in the episode, and I think so much of Footloose, so much of Moulin Rouge, um, the success of those is the talent that they're lip syncing to. Don't get me wrong; I really don't want to undercut the talent of the Queen's lip syncing because it it is very very hard. You have to memorize, you have to emote, you have to go so into your body. It's 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 really hard, and you have to have great vocals to do that too. Um, so all of the songs were written by Leland, which probably you're not surprised by, right? No, I assumed that this was another Leland production. It does sound, it does feel like a similar uh, aesthetic as as Wig Loose. Mm. Um, oh right, Wig Loose. Um, all of the instrumentation and production was done by Stitch or uh, uh, Gabe Lopez. Oh, yeah. uh, the voice of God, the. You know, you heard Melissa McCarthy, right? You heard her. Yes, yes, I did. Because I was like, oh, okay, so she's like the little, you know, mini guest and she's the narrator. Not a not a judge, though. Didn't want to judge. Yeah, not a judge. Couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so the voice of Mariah is this uh, artist named Sid Franklin, S-Y-D Franklin. She fucking killed those vocals. Uh, she was doing Ariana impressions. She was doing all types of impressions. I was really impressed with her vocals. Mother Superior was played by Leland. Sister Sister is uh, this artist named Honey La Rochelle. Sister Fister is Kooks Leonard. I thought you might like oh, that Oh, Kooks name. Leonard. Oh, I know Kooks, Kooks Leonard. Leonard. I saw Kooks Leonard in a regional production of Kiss Me Kate down in William Wilmington in like 2011. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you lying? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> um, Str Strudel was played by Jackie Hansen. Uh, Schnitzel is Honey La Rochelle. Um, Diesel was played by somebody named Gabe Reale. The Baroness, Mary, best supporting Baroness. This voice was so fucking funny. I was like, who? who is that? It was Gabe Lopez. You know, these, these queens. You know, like, forget... Forget this Pasek and Paul nonsense. I, these, these are the, the. This is the future of musical theater. Leland and Lopez. Leland and Lopez. <laughs> Forget Leopold and Loeb. We've got Leland and Lopez. <laughs> um, and then Magda was Kooks, and Eva was Jackie Hansen. So a great cast. Um, I thought it was really well produced. Uh, the songs were really great parodies and very clever. There were a, there's a lot of nuance in the parody that, I mean, my hat is off. I, it, it is so impressive how they took the sound of music and like didn't do the sound of music at all and also had winks and nudges to the sound of music throughout it and included Break Up Bye Bye. Brilliant. It, honestly, it really was. I mean, I hate to be pink news, but it really was an amazing mu musical, rusical, if you will. And watching it the second time, I was like, you know, 
if this was the direction like musical theater was going, this kind of sound, this kind of energy, I think this is, or and maybe not exclusively, but as a variation, I think it's great. I think it, it really works. And um, very catchy, uh, not annoying, very, you know, very clever, some very clever stuff, especially with the Baroness. I was like, oh, work, Drag Race, go there. Let's mm. let's remember that there's Nazis in the sound of music. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right, Mary. Let's figure That's out how we're exactly going to work right. that in. And I was like, brilliant. Like, let's not yeah. forget it's drag. What can you do with it? And so, right. um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, the songs were, were great. It was really... Uh, I have to say just like a, a a very impressive episode of drag race and thus to go to the point of like winning Emmys. Like this is certainly something you submit to the Emmys of like, Hey, wh- what about this? You know, what about this? Did you read? Listen, uh, Mary, you, you're talking about the direction of musical theater. Um, Don's quote, which we'll talk about later aside. Have you seen six? That's what I was thinking of. I don't know it super well, but that was the first thing I was thinking of. I was like, isn't Six kind of like similar to this in sound? Six very well could be a drag race challenge. Like it, right. it, it's this it's about six queens, right? Essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. Six wives. Um, and, uh, you know, they're all bitching about some asshole man that we never see. And it's it's little tableaus and it's about 70 minutes, you know, like it's it. It's an easy musical, and it's all great pop. Yeah, I I think that's like, I think that's great, especially the seventy minutes part. I think <laughs> what you know, it's kind of yes. like, what about that? What about the idea? You know, there's just something these days when you see the running time of a movie and it's like eighty two minutes, and you're like, man, that sounds good. That sounds efficient, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, I think this yeah. that the same could be true for a musical. It's like, what if you were in and out? you know, uh, for early dinner. You know what I mean? Like, what if it wasn't a mm. three-hour affair? What if you didn't have to wait in line at intermission for the bathroom because you were out by then? Mm. Yeah, you just have to go to the bathroom after the performance. Yeah, and I love doing that. Oh, you do? I do. That's my favorite time to go is after the performance. That's when, that's when the bathroom is the dirtiest. Oh, well, I don't go at the theater. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't go to the theater. No, no. Then you 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 know you find a you know you find a, a local you know restaurant. You know you go to Carmine's. And you say, "Oh, where's the bathroom? Oh, it's upstairs." And then you wait thirty minutes for a table for subpar Italian oh, food. Sure. Yeah. Listen, you know, I, I I gotta say, the the amount of sexual energy that is in a musical theater theater's bathroom, uh, for the men's room at least, mm-hmm. is so palpable. Even though, like, we know there's straight tourists also in there and, like, whatever, of all ages, right? So you can't really be that, like, sick and pervy about it. But, like, you can't help but, like, also feel like we're all gay, you know? Right. And, and, like, and it can often be, like, an older population. So it's like, oh, this is, like. Depending on the show. Right. So it's like, oh, man. Like, this is, like. Yeah, this is all, like, you know. Just instinct. You come in one of these bathrooms, you're like, all right, well, we're all in here, you know? Well, you know, Um, Mary, I got to tell you, and I know this is a free episode, and maybe we should have, I should save this for a nuance uh, discussion, but before we, uh, I'm just going to go on a tangent, Mary, so just deal with it. All right. So, you know, the Metropolitan Opera, um, historically, this is, I've never experienced this, but this is kind of the rumor. Um, Historically, the bathroom, because they used to have like two intermissions. Um, nowadays they don't, 
uh, two or even three intermissions, depending on the opera. And the bathrooms, right before you're supposed to go back in, right? Like when you hear the bing, 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 when you hear the bell calling people to go back to their seats, that's when the bathroom becomes like really cruisy. You're supposed to stick around in the bathroom when the bells start ringing and and you just kind of you get off a little bit and then you go to your seat a little late <laughs> i mean like how many gay men have missed the first 15 minutes of act three of m butterfly or something yes you know yes mary and yeah that's the tradition at the met mm-hmm. wow you know it's just like it's like dogs why do they lick their balls because they can <laughs> Because they can. A will was made, so a way was taken, you know? And All right, Mary, listen. All right. All right, Mary. Why don't we tell our Marys then what they're actually listening to? Yeah, believe it or not, you're actually listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, which is our podcast uh, clearly dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and I should have been Black China. And I'm Colin, and I may not have musical theater background, but I know how to dance. Theater, that's right. Theater. theater. You know? What is, and you know, because I've heard a lot of people say theater, and I don't want to sound like a snob who's like, um, it's theater. Because Lord knows I can't say anything correctly, but where did theater come from? Why do people say theater? Well, they learn from reading. I guess in France it's théâtre, right? So that's three syllables. Uh, I don't know, Mary. It's like how my dad says athlete. And that, you know, right? It's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, how? Did, where did that d- develop from? It's not quite an accent. It's a like, it's a decision. Yeah, it's a quirk. It's theater. Yeah, you know? I, I, don't know. I feel like it's not regional. I feel like it's everywhere. You know. Um, it's like RuPaul saying psychologically. Yeah, but he's like doing, he's referring to something. I think that uh-huh. this this might be what Maya, this might be how Maya pronounces the word theater, even when she's just going to the, the regal, you know? Oh, I don't know. I feel like Maya was putting that on. Maya, if you're out there, could you please let us know if you know, if you know, if you know how to say theater. Not trying to mansplain or anything, but <laughs> listen. Um, I uh, there's a really great quote from the top of this episode, and I don't know I don't know why, um, but <laughs> they're making fun of Dawn for looking like Buzz Lightyear, which I have to say, like props to Megami for having a really great read because she uh, was yeah. kind of right, right. Um, and you know, then they're all p- poking fun at Dawn. <laughs> And Don goes, Megami, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> it was very like two New York queens in Brooklyn. Hey, yes, Megami, yes. fuck you. It was great. Fuck you. <laughs> I loved it. Well, you know, because that brings up like Dawn, you know, and I feel like I've seen maybe some people on Reddit talk about this where it's like everybody looks at, you know, oh, plain Jane. Jane's the villain of the season. But like Dawn's the shadiest of the season. But oh, she's such a little bitch. She's such yeah. a you know, it's you know, she's such a bitch. Um, but <laughs> oh my god, such, oh my god, a, she's such a bitch. <laughs> but what about that? She's kind of a bitch. But like, I also kind of feel like <clears throat> she's usually not wrong. 
And there's that. It's kind of like with Bianca. We're like, yeah, Bianca could be she cruel but fair, you know. I think that she is. She has some right opinions, but a lot of her opinions are informed by like this, like Zoomer too cool for school. Um, doesn't like when people are excited about things. Like I feel like there's that aesthetic of a lot of Zoomers uh, or Gen Zers. Whereas, like, then you have the plasmas that are just like, no, I really like this. And you have a Dawn who's like, well, fuck you for liking something, you know? I feel like this is very represented in TikTok comments because there's either people who go to like, oh, th- this is giving me the ick versus then the people who are like, oh, can't we just let people enjoy things? And I feel mm. like that's that seems to be like something. And, and I don't know the age of the people posting these comments, but that kind of... um those I feel I see those points of views represent points of view represented there, and I go back and forth because obviously I'm no stranger to being like oh my god look at people dancing at a wedding what are they acting like this is a celebration or something but then I I'm not I can because you know I'm not a zoomer I can see that like whatever just because like it's not your thing doesn't mean it can't be other people's thing you know um, and so I can see that I can see both sides you know basically. I'm kind of a zoomer, you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, hello, fellow young people, you know? Oh my god. Uh well what's so interesting is you have Dawn. I just feel like it's Dawn, or not just Dawn. This is any drag queen, I guess. Anybody in a competition. But you know, she's reading Q's runway, being like, Oh, I'm sorry. Q's runway just looks like a fairy costume. I'm sorry. And it's like, isn't don't you wear elf ears, Dawn? Like, yeah. Like, wake up, dear. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> stop hitting the snooze button, honey. Um, like, as much as I feel like people are like, oh, plasma grates on me. Oh, it's so positive. Oh, it's so musical theater. It's so performative. The attitude of Dawn sort of has started to really grate on me. At first, I was sort of entertained by her sassiness and her boldness. And now I'm kind of like, girl, shut up. Just Like, what? What is your what is your issue? You just don't like her. Like, come on. You know, listen, she wears an she wears a house key on her left ear. <laughs> I think she, I think she's just too cool. She's just too cool for us, okay? Like, do you know how far down on the L line she lives? She lives at like one of those stops with a weird name. It's not even a cool name anymore. She's off of like Livonia Avenue. Okay, like she's a groundbreaker. You just don't get it. She's past Broadway Junction, honey. Okay. She could take the Z home if she wanted to. That's how far out into Brooklyn she is. She's so cool. I mean, if if it's you know, if it's not her just sort of, you know, calling out Magami for being the era of drag on national television, which, you know, Protect Eeyore. We all want Eeyore at the party. We know who Eeyore is. Um, but then her to just like openly, <laughs> openly mock, openly mock Plasma about like her grandparents writing the lyrics to climb every mountain. I'm just like, okay, calm down, Dawn. It was funny. I get it. It's television. So I, I'm not blaming Dawn. But also like, okay, it's television. You're kind of a villain right now. Yeah, and I I love that all of this focus has been on plain Jane, 
and plain Jane is doing like an imitation of a villain and Dawn mm. has been doing the imitation of the underdog. And I'm not saying it's a total like big business switch, but I feel like it though the narratives they set up at the beginning, we're definitely seeing evolve for both of those queens. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, it it's I I I also can't not see that Q was sort of mocked for being upset that she didn't win, you know, that she keeps coming in second. And then this week, Don is like, ugh, that was my challenge to win. It's like, okay, girl, you get it now? You see? Yeah, it's like the, the key in the kite. You see it, right? You know, she's got, <laughs> it's like the key in your ear. You see it here? Um, oh, Mary, wait, tangent. Have you been seeing any of the clips of Michelle Visage? as Morticia Adams. I don't I don't want to. Okay, listen. Okay, should I? I love Michelle. I do too. I, well, listen. I love Michelle. I love her. I have to send you the uh, just one picture and you can react to it live on the podcast. Okay. Cuz you am, know, I am so obsessed with her living. I am so obsessed with her just living in this and just loving this. Uh it's just, you so know, proud of her. sometimes when Michelle has to be. She's a musical theater girl. She's like plasma, but, you know, 50, 50 years old. Yeah, but she like she puts on the Michelle. Oh, OK. Sorry. I didn't realize I didn't realize I was getting Patty and uh, what's his snakes in Evita. I didn't realize that that's what was going on here. Patty and Mandy. I didn't realize I was getting Patty and Mandy over here. OK. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Uh, okay. She's living, oh, she's living. she's living. I take back everything I said. Oh. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, snaps for the kids. Jesus I, Christ. I'm loving the coverage. I'm just like, oh, I wish I could see her as Morticia. Ah, uh, brilliant. Oh, okay. Yeah, this we'll have to share on Instagram because I feel like that is, yeah. It's relevant. And also, and I don't know, we just have to address it because it has been such a topic. But speaking of things that were posted or shared on Instagram or things we heard a lot about through Instagram, we do need to follow up on the earworm of last week's episode. Oh. Read, do you play with dolls? Did you play with okay. dolls? Well, listen to this. If Sharon Needles were the last ladyboy on earth, would you kai-kai with her? No. If Fifi O'Hara was the last lady boy on earth, would you kai-kai with her? <laughs> yes. If Willem were the last lady boy on earth, would you kai-kai with her? No. If Latrice were the last lady boy on earth, would you kai-kai with her? <laughs> yes. 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 Would you kai-kai with her? Would you kai-kai with her? Mary. That's what it was. That's it. I was sitting. I'll tell you what I was doing. I was sitting on my bathroom floor last weekend smoking a joint because it's like, don't smoke that in the living room. And the cat's in there. And I was sitting there and I just like was like, what am I hearing? Why is it RuPaul? And I was and it was what I was hearing was like, you know. If I if I grabbed your tits at the supermarket, would you be mad? You know, and it's like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That can't be it. And then it was like, if if I had Delta pick you up in a van, would there be traffic? You know, and I just kept trying to figure out what is RuPaul asking the girls? And then 
I don't know what the thing was that hit me, but I but Kai Kai with her came out, and then it all, <laughs> and I knew that the name Sharon Needles was in there. So right, it all came together, and what it the, the the specific of the four of those is the one is the second one. After she says it to Fifi, would you Kai Kai with her? And then with Sharon, it's like, mm-hmm. would you Kai Kai with her? Like it changes. Would you Kai Kai with her. There's yes. like there's a referential change in tone. Mm. Wait, so because it is so scorched in my mind now, what was it last week that that was in your head? Why? What do we keep saying over and over? Well, here we have it as the clip of the week. So let's just play. Oh, from last week. I'll just play that. Raise your hand if you loved playing with dolls when you were a kid. Did you play with dolls? Tell Michelle, did you grow up playing with dolls? Was anybody's family like okay with them playing with dolls or did anyone have to like sneak it around? Did you play with dolls? <laughs> that last Would one. Would you kai kai with her? Did yeah. you play with dolls? Would you kai kai with her? That last one, that's it. That's it, that's the match. Did you play with dolls? Did you play with dolls? Would you kai kai with her? Would you kai kai with her? <laughs> But Mary's, I want to acknowledge. Uh, now, listen, Aladdin is not a big. It was. I didn't watch that as a kid. It was a. It's a big omission from my childhood. Um, but I recognize. Did you wake me up? Yeah. Did you rub my lamp? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. Um, another Mary suggested uh, America's Next Top Model. Do you want to be on top? Um, oh. Another Mary suggested, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Which I do remember those commercials from the SNCC. Uh, block in this, oh. on Saturdays. Uh, there was what else? There was also um, there were others. Marys. I want you to know all of them. Would you kai kai with her? Would you kai kai with her? I mean, can I also just <laughs> can I? Because okay, so Marys who want to know what that is? That is obviously from season four of of RuPaul's Drag Race, and it is this like weird mini challenge, mini challenge where yeah. RuPaul is doing this lie detector tests with the queens, and I just. You can find the clip on YouTube, and I watching it, especially like as we're talking about this rusical today and whatnot. It is just a reminder that it was an entirely different show back then. Yeah. It was such yeah. a campy show. It was right. so campy. I like, like I can't believe how different it was. And I, yeah, it's fascinating how much the show has changed, not for the better or the, for the worse. Just it's just different. It's very different now. It's very precious now. We have plasmas, you know. Yeah, uh, plasma. I feel like a Chad Michaels is very similar oh. to a plasma energy. Let's let's never forget the original. You know, let's ne- never forget Mother. You know, Chad about to die, so RuPaul wanted to make him happy. Let's never forget that Chad brought the cringe before anyone even knew. Yes, yes. <laughs> Am I the oldest bitch in the cut? Okay. Oh my God! Yeah. At some point, we have to talk about this because I know nuance is going to be busy. But recently on Twitter, there was the trend of like people talking about their obscure drag race moments that they remember. And oh right. One of our Marys was like, "Oh, you know, what would be yours?" And I mean, we could do a whole episode on that. Oh God! But absolutely, absolutely, Chad Michaels. I mean, a P.S. Butterflies. Two, Chad Michaels asking, "Am I the oldest bitch in the cut?" In the first episode. Uh huh. Am I the oldest bitch in the cut? <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. But mostly all the boys say that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's one of my favorite obscure references because it is all stars one. It's not the you know, guess what, Mimi, we did. Right. It's it's so obscure. It's so it's all the boys say. Oh, yeah. Chanel out of breath. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, God. Brilliant. Anyway. So, Mary's, I just wanted to acknowledge 
this yes we definitely need to talk about obscure drag race moments that we live for the micro moments as one of our mary's you know put it perfectly um but that may need to be its own episode mary in this episode just to kind of go back to dawn 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 weena dawn weena she does say she's like ugh I'm not, you know, I just think fans of musical theater are, and then she stops herself. I feel like you sort of share that sentiment of whatever she was about to say. How would you complete that sentence? I mean, listen, I do. And I've already made that clear on this podcast. And I already know there's, and I know there's a lot of diehard musical theater fans who are like, you know, hey, Colin, fuck you. Like, I, of course. Well, and that's how I am with Dawn. After hearing that, I'm like, Dawn, fuck you. You're a drag queen. What the fuck is your problem? Anyway, continue. I think that I, I think I, what, the way that Dawn may want to finish that sentence is that, like, ugh, fans of musical theater are so annoying or are so precious or are so, um, over the top or whatever. It's something like that. And, you know, I, I think a nicer way to look at it, because at the end of the day, I also, it's like, thanks, Lexapro. Uh, nowadays, I'm like, like what you like. Who the fuck am I? That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. I, I feel like Dawn's out back with the goth kids smoking cigarettes, you know, making fun of the kids that, you know, are inside getting bullied. And, you know, they... They they escape to the theater wing, you know. Uh, it it's two outcasts, right? One of them's just outside smoking. The other one's in the theater escaping it in a different way. And you have Dawn who is criticizing how Plasma is escaping it. And I'm just kind of like Dawn. She's just doing what you're doing in a different way, and maybe in a more annoying way. It might be a little bit more whatever. But she's gonna make more money than you. Well, you know, uh, the other so the other night I went to Williamsburg because I'm trying to get out of the house a little bit more, and I was on the L train, and it was like these three girls got on, and you know, it was that like I felt like it was like 2007, 2008 all over again, and it was just that kind of like, oh, look at your old, you know, look at those old work boots and your like vintage ratty bag and that like dusty mom coat, and all of it cost you like. 300 bucks at Buffalo Exchange. And it was just that. It was just like, oh, it was just like the vampire weekend of it all. And I just was like, oh, man, this is exhausting. It's it's exhausting to have to, like, be this quote-unquote cool all the time. But if mm. this is what you like, like, go for it. But I guess— yeah, I say that. Uh, you know, it's fine. Like, it, it's more than I want to put on. But I guess it's like it applies to everybody. Um, and so like Dawn, yeah, if your personality is shitting on how somebody else is doing what you're doing, right? I'm just kind of like, girl, not interesting. It's not, you know, on the pit stop this week, Orville Peck was on the pit stop and love. Yeah, he was really lovely. He was really good energy. And, and <clears throat> he was actually saying about plasma was like, and on this point of like musical theater fans, he's like, you know they're very earnest and it's very and they just like really want to share with you how much they love something and they just want to queen out about the, this thing and we see this with plasma this weekend it's very it's very earnest and it's just very easy to make fun of that and it's very yes. easy because it's just there's no guard on it and so it's kind uh -huh. of like low-hanging fruit and i and That's i get right. it i completely get it but it's like 
I have my own stuff that I queen out about. I have a podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race that I've been doing for seven yeah. and a half years. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah, Annie. Yes, Annie. You know, I drive um, jokes into the ground and I get paid for it. So, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Annie. Yes, Annie. <laughs> it's not funny, you know? Listen. Listen, I, I, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Plasma, I have to tell you, like, watching this episode and watching what the editors are showing us, like, it's very clear that the editors also don't like Plasma. Like, it's just very clear because there is a lot of, like, it's, it's too much. It's just team too much. It's a lot. It's like, oh, my God, this precious little baby is doing so much. There's so much put on. And... It's reality TV. I think you also have to put it on. I think what we get annoyed by is when we sort of see it, and you see it more often with musical theater queens. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like certain little edits. So, for example, when they're all doing that first listen through with the headphones, Plasma does this big, big laugh at one point, and it, it feels like... It feels like okay. Let's all let's all improvise a scene. Where, you know, th- there's just like an acting class, acting exercise quality to it, where it feels a little put on. There's a later point where you know Adam, what's his pants, talks about. It makes a reference to Gloria Swanson, and then the edit cuts mm. to Plasma, who's not even on stage in in the little gallery on the corner, nodding aggressively because it's like, oh, Plasma knows, Plasma knows. And these are just like very <laughs> right. intentional edits. They chose yes. to show that. That's right. And so there's these like little. Things of like, oh my god, look at her! Look at her being too much! Look at her over there! Yeah, you know, she's yeah. They were so mean to her in Untucked too, because she was gonna try to like. I didn't see Untucked this week. Okay, listen, Mary, it's this is the only moment that was interesting. So okay, good. Adam Shankman comes in, and he's talking to the queens, and then it's Plasma's turn, and she like stands up. She's like, I have to say, Adam, as a musical theater person, blah 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 blah, and then right as she's about to like you know, confess and like gush. Uh, the handler comes in to take Adam oh, away. Oh, that's gross. I and mean- Plasma has to be like, please, no, please. Oh my God. And then like it's interrupted and then she rushes through it. It. I was like, oh, you guys are dirty. Wow. I mean, it's like people always talk about like Chad uh, or Cameron Michaels with Shania Twain and like, oh. but that was like on Shania just being like, Right. Huh? What? You know? But I feel like that, ugh. I mean, you know, like, I don't want to be, you know, heavy Helen, sensitive Sally, but give the kid a break. I mean, listen, they gave her the win, so I guess it's not like they're totally dog-villing plasma here. You know? My God. Thank God. Thank God. Well, I do have thoughts on that, but um, before we talk about that, you know, we had this casting couch, which I think we've kind of exhausted a little bit. Yeah. Um, the springs are popping uh, up. Yeah. The, uh, you know, obviously, um, the villains tour, I'm calling it, um, playing taxiing around the workroom with uh, the plastics in tow. Oh. Uh, the Sanderson sisters. That's kind of how I saw it. It was this, you know, this cute little producer moment. Yeah, very much the New York girls of season eight. Did somebody say art? You know, uh, oh, right. <laughs> there's a couple moments of talking heads, including when they go to do this little mean girl, you know, taxi around. Plain Jane does these like little Mr. Burns fingers and the talking heads yeah. and this like mm-hmm. face. And I'm just like, 
you know, listen, love what you love, but I don't love that. You know what I mean? I don't love this. I, if so, don't do this. Don't do this at me. This is air guitar. <laughs> this is some version of air guitar. Yeah, it's it's a little too phony. Yeah. yeah I get it. But Talking Heads I love, I think it's official that Morphine is the narrator of the season. And when she mm-hmm. talks about how Zunami is really getting into being a bitch and she's like – and then she like fluffs her, her hair and goes, oh, what a bitch. I love Morphine. I love Morphine. <laughs> she is such a great narrator. I love that she spilled the tea on Zunami having a crush on Plane. Yeah. Ugh. She's so good. She just, it's, yeah, it's just great, classic, good talking head. Um, but I feel like what we're seeing with this is also like the evolution of plain Jane as the mean girl in the room. And like her meanness is now kind of a novelty that they're all like tapping into or sort of like playing mm-hmm. with. Yeah, it's an interesting plant by the producers. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, the reality of the situation is I, I took this note later, but like, what really is happening, and we see this, I guess, when they're getting ready uh, for the runway, is that Plain Jane is actually just setting up volleyballs for them to all, like, knock some reeds back to her. She's actually mm. giving the other queens opportunities to have great lines in the episode. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I see him, Plain Jane, this is a really weird thing for me to say, but go with me for a second. Plain Jane is the Jeff Lewis of Drag Race. Oh, 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 the one with the lips. He's got the lips. He's, I think Plain Jane is the Jeff Lewis because what Jeff does on Flipping Out or whatever his reality shows are, Mm. he's just like really mean and he wants you to throw it back at him. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. Like, I feel like that. I mean, I haven't watched, you know, Flipping Out, but I get that's the same feeling I get with Jane, where it's like, she's really just doing this because she wants you to throw it back to her. Like, it, it it's, you. there was almost a way where, like, she enjoyed when Amanda would, like, get a read back yeah. at her. Like, that's what I want. I want you to get into it with me a little bit, because none of this is serious to me. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think the stakes are very high for plain Jane. Um, in the workroom. I think he knows exactly what he's doing, and that's just how he is. Yeah. And she, you know, listen, when she, you know, as Raven oh, says, sure. and when I'm in tits and tights, I'm Raven. Um, okay. <laughs> Great. Well, Mary, I'm going to save uh, my thoughts, my true thoughts on Adam Shankman for nuance. Um, but oh. Uh, oh. just so you know, they're very honest. Okay. Um, but I, can but I just I share my uh, can I share my yes. sort of honest yes. thoughts? I I do think we've talked about Adam before. I I you know, listen, I think it's fi- the, I think that all of this talk about like what you like and and let people live their life, I feel like is is kind of connected to this because I don't know Adam. I don't know Adam from Adam. Okay? Yes, any. No Adam any. For Adam. Um, yes, any. Is any. <laughs> But he reads as, like, a very specific kind of, like, snappy kind of mean older gay guy that we are all familiar with. Like, he is reminding me of a lot of other men that I've interacted with. And Mm. uh, when he says things like, adding arms, I'm like, oh, he's so mean. And I also, much like the older man I saw in a Wilton Manors bar wearing a um, 
Chicago Bulls jersey and jorts. I also consider Adam to be a cautionary tale. I don't want to inadvertently end up like this. Like, I don't, I, I'm not going to be this, right? Like, I don't sound, I'm not mean. No, there's no way for you to be like this. Okay, you know, because it's like, sure, I, you know, I've got my, like, Brenda Vaccaro's and my references and I want people to know things in, like, musical theater, but I'm not mean. And I just look at someone like Adam and I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want, like, could we inadvertently become this fussy? Are, are we blindly fussy? (laughs) Listen, he's probably very fussy, but I don't think he's mean. I don't, I don't think he's but mean. But there's a little bit of that like I I just want I just want him to turn the furnace up a little. I think his living room's a little chilly. I always need a blanket. Got it. You know what I mean? Got it. Well, um what I did love is the best supporting Melissa McCarthy and the addition to the time capsule uh yep. or a nomination. Yep. The baby bells. Yep. I had the same note. Put a baby bell in the time capsule. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, and I, I do want to just I this is so this is so I live past Broadway Junction on the L of Dawn to be like, oh, it's Molly of Mike and Molly. Like, it's like, oh, right. I, and I like, that's your reference. I'm, like, Jesus I'm, you're Christ. so oh, you're so cool. Um, <laughs> but what do I know? Maybe she's a big CBS head. Uh, what are your feelings on Baby Bell? Jesus. Delicious. Yeah, I think they're great. I think they've. I think yeah, they come in a little net. Yeah, God, I love that. Oh, and and if you were like a little faggot, like we talked about last week with the action figures, you could style that net into something. Sure. For your dolls. Yeah, use that exactly. Use that net for like fishnet stockings or yep. like fishnet, you know, uh, for, for uh, gloves. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A cape. Did you play with dolls? You know, would you put a <laughs> would net you on her? Kai Kai with her? <laughs> would you put a net on her, or would you Kai Kai with her? Would you Kai Kai with her? <laughs> Interesting. Uh. uh yeah, Melissa McCarthy, um, a really lovely addition. Uh obviously she was there to like do some recording, right, for the musical. But um I did love that she chimed in on her her kind of relationship to drag. Uh amongst, you know, obviously amidst, I should say, the anti-drag sentiment that was going on when this was filmed like i get it um and kind of cool and i feel like all of those assholes that were you know shitting on her ursula makeup are hopefully just kind of i don't know Ugh. That recoiling was, that was so i mean it was like i don't know there was something about all of that that just had like a bad energy it's not about whether her makeup yeah. could have been this or should have been that like it's not even about any of that it was just Something about this just doesn't have a good vibe. It just, mm. I don't know. It's like just. Could the could the makeup have been better? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, of course. I don't think that's the question. Yeah. But like, you're shitting on this woman, you know? Yeah, know. just something about that. I was like, well, I can't wait till this passes. Sure. Yeah. And it did. And it did. Um. Well, yes. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, lovely. Wish that she was a judge. That would have been a nice touch. I would have enjoyed that. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, one thing I want to mention, you know, because it does come up in the conversation about like Safira not having immunity anymore. And I think it's a total non-event because I don't think she ever needed it. But I I do want to recognize that uh, Safira, I think, is uh, giving me this season the Cheryl Lee Ralph of Drag Race. Oh, I get a lot of like put a cork in it. it. 
Uh, isn't there some there's some other there's another moment that I was thinking about when Cheryl Lee Ralph guested where she goes, hey, and she like puts her hand up and I can't remember what it was, but it's just like these little this little micro moment of Cheryl Lee Ralph's that I can't stop thinking about. And she goes, it's, it's like she puts one hand up like she's a little praise bee hand and she goes, hey. <laughs> oh, I don't remember it. I have to go back and find it. But there's a thing she does uh, that I just <laughs> can't stop thinking about. Um but anyway, that's that's my thought on because we haven't really talked about Safira much, but big Shirley Ralph energy. Well, I certainly see it. Um, when we get to the rusical part of this episode, I I wanted to just call out the Abbey, uh, which is a gay bar in Los Angeles. For any of our Marys listening, um, it it was a very clever reference to make in the rusical. Because it's a gay bar in Los Angeles, but also the Abbey is like, you know, a religious space. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think I don't know if it was regional, but there was definitely a I think it was a, a window, a, a store for like window shades and decorations. And I think it was called Absolutely Abbey. And the commercial was like, absolutely. Um, and so this was Absolutely Abbey. Does anyone out there know uh, about Absolutely Abby? I've been hunting that commercial down for a while now. Yeah, I, d- I definitely don't, but I believe you. Okay. Um, the other references I wanted to call out, Jesus is a Biscuit, Let Him Sop You Up, obviously, Latrice Royale. Would you kai-kai um, with her? <laughs> would you kai-kai with her? Um, the other one that I don't know, if you don't know The Sound of Music, you might not have caught this reference, um, but Ross Matthews laughed about it. So they, they said the words anal vice. And that's a a play on words of Edelweiss, which is a song in The Sound of Music. Thank you, Cheetah Boy. It's very heartfelt. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I we, we yes, I, those because I'm vaguely familiar with The Sound of Music. I don't think I've ever seen the movie in full, but I know enough things about it. I know. Uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher George, Christopher St. James. What's his name? Christopher. The the guy in it is super hot. Uh huh. What's his name? I don't know. I don't know enough about the sound of music to like name the actors except for Julie Andrews. Oh. Well, you know, I'll look it up. Um, Christopher uh, Plummer. Yeah. Plummer. Th- I'm I'm happy that they didn't really do a, a, sh- a, a you know plot by plot. With the sound of music, because I think oh. it's kind of a boring story. Oh, like where all the queens are playing like kids. And, yeah. Oh my god, right. it would have been so. Because it's like at some point you have to acknowledge the Nazis a little more head on, you know. Sure. Um. Anyway, uh, I I thought this was great. I I think one of my favorite moments was Maya having her habit in front of her face. Oh, I loved um, it. Even though it was just like it was so funny. I loved it. I was like, that's. I, I wish, wish it, was it was on purpose. I was going to say, I wish it was intentional. <laughs> Because otherwise, I I really didn't. I, I kind of just knew that she was going to be in the bottom two this week, so I wasn't really watching her because it was just like, yeah, I just I just know that's what's going to happen. But that did make her stand out. Uh, honestly, you probably could have made a case for any of the supporting characters to be in the bottom. Like they could have shown us. Tsunami kind of breaking character or plain Jane, like not doing something exactly right or a Dawn kind of, you know, flubbing something like I feel like they could have done that to any of them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and we got 
we got Maya and Megami in the bottom. Like, it, for all intents and purposes, they could have done a double sachet as well, right? Like, they have complete control over this because the product was so good. All of them were really, really good. The casting was so perfect that when it come down to who is going to be in the bottom, it was just like, all right, which details can we pick on? That's that's how I felt it went. Yeah, and and I think that in terms of like, and we, I think we've talked about this. I think we talked about this a lot with with wig loose, um, it being lip sync vocals of, of really great vocals versus like hearing right. somebody struggle through singing, you know, or just the idea of it of the queens actually putting on a, a musical. I feel like just like saying like, oh well, it's a lip sync challenge. I think just seeing yeah. it that way, I love it because it's like, well, I love. Like, I love watching Queens lip sync. We love when, you know, that challenge where the Queens lip sync the untucked scenes. So it's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, it's a lip sync yeah. challenge. Glamazonian Airways. It's a lip sync perfect. challenge. Yeah. And right. so I feel like the like the criteria of like, is it, you know, is the fact that they're not singing, does that make it let? I guess it doesn't make it a musical. It just means it's a lip sync challenge. And I do see the difference. I do think it is a different kind of challenge and a yes. different pr- final product to evaluate when it's them singing. Um, but I feel like in this case, it's like we get really great songs and we get like really great opportunities get for a great lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah. You get a, a way better product. There's a lot less time that they have to teach the, the queens how to sing. They don't have to produce all the things, you know, um, Shade the Rusical, right? I think that was the first musical we figured out in season six. Mm-hmm. Shade the Rusical, uh, Flash in the Pan. Yeah, and you know, even the ones who couldn't sing, even Milk, it worked. You right. know, um, yeah, yeah, and that was... Rats the Musical was great, right? Obviously, yep. when it's live singing and you have the cast to support it, it's great, and it it's very hard to push a really really good product. And for for production's sake, and I know this might not be desirable as a viewer, but like, let's say you have a really strong queen and they can't sing, like you can't hide that. You yeah, can't. yeah. So, uh, yeah, because like you know, last year with Wig Loose, like, can Sasha Colby sing? I she probably can. Right, I'm sure she can. She could do everything. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I you know I thought this was overall this was a lot of fun. I I do want to I I want to talk about the Baroness's song if we're there because I, well you know yeah absolutely I certainly want to acknowledge that the like you know the the alphabet one the A I O U one with the oh girl T and shade yeah I, so that fun. was so good like that I was like great oh, man, great song if musical sounded like this now we're talking turkeys. I also I, I I loved Safira's solo. I thought yes. she, I mean they they praised her for the right reasons too. They were like the old school drag lip quiver and the yep. tip shaking, and the timing of everything. Uh, Safira really did sort of steal the show. You couldn't not give this to Plasma though because she was she was from what we were shown perfect. Um, so you kind of had to, but like Safira was so fucking good. I mean. I understood why they gave it to Plasma, but if they had given it to Safira, especially considering that runway, I would have been like, well, it is ultimately like what you do with the role. And I think that there is a world where like Plasma probably did the most work, but what Safira did with the role Mm. is is pretty significant. But in any event, let's talk about because then then the Baroness comes in. 
And I think this is kind of yes. a great like supporting role. Like this is a great role to get because you like you have an entrance and you get to have kind of the most like ooh what the fuck kind of song in the show. <laughs> um, it reminded me of you know and I can't remember the name of the song, but you know in Cabaret in the movie when they go to that like that Bavarian whatever that that picnic and it turns into a whole like a whole Nazi moment where they're all like standing up mm. chanting some like nationalist song. And it's so uh-huh. fucking spooky, um, but it's a it's like a great scene in the movie that this kind of gave me vibes of that. Yeah, I I I I didn't think I think I think I said this earlier. I alluded to this earlier. This vocal was so good and funny that I don't think you. I I I think anybody that did it just needed to get the words right, mm-hmm. and it still would have been funny. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of I think I feel like I remember us talking about that with Wigloose last season where it's like you just have to nail the jokes. They're all there already. It's all in the material already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, just because there's people out there who are like, name the song. I think the one I'm trying to think of from Cabaret is Tomorrow Belongs to Me. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, maybe that was the parody. Even yeah, maybe uh, yeah. Leland was going for interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, Baroness, uh, a nice little feature. Um, it was you know th- it's hard to be playing in Tsunami or uh, any of the Von Snaps, right? Like it's hard to be those roles, and and not go home for it. You know what I mean? If everybody else in the cast does well, it's almost like if you're one of those roles, you just hope that plasma, Safira or Q fuck it up. Yeah. I, and I thought playing from what we saw, I thought that she did really well. I thought that she, she did a lot with a small role and, um, and again was like perfect casting. I was like, granted she's doing more like German than Russian, but it was like, you could squeeze your foot into it. You know what I mean? You, the, the shoe still fits, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love the finale number. I, I Did I really understand the musical? Not really. Um, you know, it. She, she's like at the end, it was just very fast. It was like, wait, they tried to sabotage them and then they got there and then they win. You know, it was just it was. Uh, very simple, and I had to watch it twice for me to really understand what happened. Um, but maybe that's because I was wowed by so many other things going on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also don't know why Plasma was wearing that outfit at the end. She looked really bad. Oh, God, that outfit was hideous. That was that was the <laughs> ugliest fucking outfit. I was like, boo, this is what awful. <laughs> what is this? How do you solve yeah. a problem like that outfit? It was just... <laughs> Oh, so, um, you know, I, I did kind of like, cause I, I noticed the second, the second time watching, watching Safira's solo and the whole idea of like, who am I to say, find out for yourself, which I thought was very funny. I liked how that wrapped around at the end of like, um, how do you find your inner freak? Find out for yourself. And I was like, oh, that's, mm. oh, huh. Like, I think, I think on second watch, I appreciated the narrative, but I also feel like these rusicals are up against the same challenge as like the Queens and the talent show. They have got to try to tell this whole fucking story in like six minutes, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. You don't want it to be too, too long. Yeah. Um, but then we got this, uh, we got flowers on the runway. We got, you know, uh, a floral moment. I, the way that RuPaul said it was so funny. 
I can buy myself flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Annie. Uh, we got florals for spring, which was groundbreaking. Uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know, I was thinking about this, you know, because what I would do on Drag Race, but what I, I, I start to think now, it's like, well, what, what would I just do in my imagination? Not what I'm capable of, but what in my imagination would I want to do? And I thought, given the floral theme, it'd be really cool to basically do... And I, I feel like maybe a queen, like maybe it was Jasmine Masters wore like a floral like cat suit. And I would wear something like that, but it would be the print of like an old grandma's couch in like a living room that you're like not allowed to sit on. And then I would have like a plastic cover over as a bodysuit over that. And so I'm basically like the grandma couch you're not allowed to sit on. And I'd have little like brown boots and little brown gloves to match the kind of like feet and the arms of the couch and then i'd be holding a floral scented bottle of cleaner and a rag and i would spray and clean myself okay and my drag the look the neck up would be kind of like hot grandma like gray hair you know i'd I'd be the grandma about a casting couch yeah absolutely yeah so you know uh yeah i guess it's like a grandma couch or it's like a sex couch because either way you could just clean it off I see. Uh, if I were to do a flower runway, I would definitely incorporate some sort of petals. Um, not necessarily like Sasha Valor, but I I did like, was it uh, Maya who sprayed, sprinkled petals? I, you know, it was a nice little effect. Yeah. That'd be cool to have a look where, like, you just keep opening parts of the look and petals just keep falling out. And it just be, creates this enormous mess on the runway eventually. Like uh, Charitza May's mess with the owl. Oh, my God. I think one of my – we'll talk about this in nuance, but there is one shot. I think it's RuPaul making the joke about the the owl having, like, a bowel movement problem. Oh, that And there's all of the smoke in front of RuPaul in that shot, and it's so funny. It is so – folks, because it was worth saying on the main feed – UK versus the world season two is required viewing. This is an mm. absolutely a plus plus season in terms of casting. Yeah. The cast is really great. Yeah. The cast is really great. Yeah. Uh, in terms of this runway, I think I, I mean, God, I, all of them were really great. All of the looks were really great. Uh, I can't find one that I was kind of disappointed in. Um, I, Obviously, Safira's is why I watch the show. It's like when that look comes out, I'm like, you got the brief. You get what we're trying to do. You get what will go viral. You get what people want to save. You get what people remember, right? It's just fantastic. Well, I am loving the trend alert that we were seeing first with Orgotic on Dragula and now with La Grande Dame on UK versus the world and Q on season 16 oh. of these, these arms, you know, we talked the about, crutches, yeah. yeah, we talked about Dawn and, and Willow pill with the long sleeves, but this, this new like crutch situation. Uh, I love it. Mm. I, this is the, forget about painting a little dot on the end of your nose. I want to see Queens on crutches. <laughs> Big old crutches. Uh, <laughs> cut to Eureka. Exactly. I want to see Eureka as uh, Blue Ivy, you know, in the future, <laughs> still using, you know, uh, medical supply uh, warehouse crutches. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, Q's look was cool. Uh, it was very cool. I don't know if I was totally gagged by it. I think there was, there was a lot of beautiful details. 
Um, and the impact definitely had me. I was like, okay, that's pretty awesome. Q is pretty awesome on the runway. Um, but I will say I preferred something much simpler with Nymphia. Uh, well, Nymphia was like Candy Ho this week. She was barely in this episode. I, I mean, right. she was just like non-existent. I, I mean, yeah, Nymphia was with those little petal reveals, the hands. I mean, that mm. was so cool. But like, I think she had one talking head and it was her talking about her look. Otherwise, man, what did she do? They edited her the shit out of this episode. Yeah, maybe she did something. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Maybe. You know. Um, hopefully, it means that they're saving her. Uh, yeah, it for wasn't later. It wasn't her week. Like, it, it's. I think that's all it is. It was just like for someone who has been such a clear front runner, she was like ensemble this week. Yeah. Um, I also want to just give flowers to Plasma uh, for the the Dolly Levy look. Uh, you know, very pretty, well done, well executed. And the type of look that you want to see on, like, winner of the musical challenge, and you see that look, and you're like, okay, musical theater queen yeah, wins. It, it just felt good. Yeah, it all it all tied together. Yeah, I thought um, it made sense for the work that Plasma had to do and the fact that I think Adam says, like, you know, so much of the show kind of rests on you. And it really did. It's yeah. certainly a valid win overall, but it's – if they wanted to continue to kind of be like, uh, sorry, uh, auditions are closed. Like you didn't get a part. They could have given it to Safira this week. You know, it did. It was a, it was a, a welcome choice. I think to crown the musical theater queen, the winner, um, and kind of break the streak of, you know, doing what they do to Alexa's doing what they do to Jan. Um, and to finally give this win to her. I'm still skeptical because of the editors. I'm just kind of like, okay, she has two wins now. She won for the SNL episode, and now she has this uh, episode win under her belt. I still don't, and I think one of our Marys said this. Like, I also, I agree. I don't think she's top four. Hey, I I just think the Laduca edit will continue. It's different, yeah, but it has a you know a similar conclusion, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, would it be great if we got another, like, Jinx Monsoon kind of surprise win? Yeah, I mean, could Plasma win? She's super fucking talented, right? Imagine if we elevated this type of character despite, you know, Dawn and the cool kids thinking she's annoying, right? I don't know. Uh, it, it it gave me pause to be like, All right, could she win? And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think the fandom would have it. Well, I think... Snatch Game, you know, even though it's not kind of the watershed episode it, it's supposed to be each season, it still is a bit of a gauntlet. We do still, it's in some it way. It's, you, a, it's a benchmark. Yeah, you learn mm -hmm. something. And I feel like next week, someone like Dawn and someone like Plasma, my predictions are very different for how they would do in something like Snatch Game. So, like, I think that'll say a lot. You know, I mean, granted, you know, Lucy won Snatch Game and, you know, uh, oh that she went home so uh before the finale so you never know but um that's just that'll be an interesting uh moment for queens like them mary i i laughed out loud i couldn't believe it i wish i could have put this on the soundboard but i feel like just the memory of it we don't even need the the sound clip when Safira says, you better penguin slide after Maya does that ridiculous oh my God. slide 
during the lip sync, I was like, oh, we have to protect this little baby. I mean, the penguin slide. It was, you know, okay, so obviously uh, Megami and Maya are in the bottom two and the lip sync <laughs> Megami. is... Megami. 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 Hi, I'm Megami. Megami. Um, but they're li- they, much to my chagrin, they're lip syncing to Flowers by... Um, oh, you hate that song. I hate this song. You know, the, you know what the problem is? I don't love it, but you know what the problem is? It's because like the first time I really encountered the song was on TikTok, and it was some video, and God bless them. It's it, I'm, I'm happy they're doing it, but it was like folks in an old folks home kind of doing like a performance like it'd be like an old lady being like oh look i have flowers or look i'm looking at myself in the mirror and it's just a way to keep the residents engaged in some way but it's not gonna win it's not gonna win an mtv video music award or anything but so like my initial context for this song is like the residents of the like emerald valley you know senior center doing their variation of flowers and i just I it, I can't shake it. It's theirs now. It's no one else's. I can buy myself flowers. Uh, well, listen. It was an uh, interesting choice for a lip sync song. Obviously, it fit the theme. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm here for it. I still wish during a musical episode that they do a musical theater song. I that's what I was waiting for when when they were leading up to it. Megami says, "Well, you know." This isn't a song with kicks and flips. I was like, oh, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? Don't yeah. cry for me, Argentina. What are we going to get? What are you going to give mm. us? You know, maybe a little days of wine and roses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the I, I got to say, this could have gone either way. You could either have mistaken Maya's lip sync as too much, team too much, the penguins slide, it's team too much, and really you know, focused on Megami's kind of passion in her face and the lyric. But at the end of the day, like, you do a penguin slide, you're sliding into the next episode. Well, and I'm just kind of here for it. I mean, if you think about it, next week is Snatch Game. I don't know if the shy and outgoing and fun uh, queen <laughs> who likes to flip and travel is going to really turn the beat around on Snatch Game. So, like, there's a good chance we're going to get another lip sync from Maya, and I think that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what they want. Yeah, that's yes, why Mary. we cast you, honey. And so... Uh... <laughs> she called herself a lip sync exactly. assassin after winning one lip sync. Yeah, she planned for it. She's planning for this. When she was in the bottom of the her. Switch, she's like, yeah, this is her. what I expected. I'm gonna I'm gonna penguin <laughs> slide in a minute. Um Make your mark. I was happy for her. I was like, all right, Maya, you better work. Was I sad to see Megami go? Um I think Megami is done, but I also think that she should have lasted a little bit longer than than Maya. I, but. I do think that. I I did think that given the the trajectory of protect queer art from episode one or whatever, her first episode, I did think, oof, she must have known the whole time. Like once this went viral, Oh shit. I think that was my exit line as well. So like, <laughs> like fuck, I'm glad I didn't hold up any poster boards when I left, you know, oh, when I sat away. Uh, but indeed, you know, protect queer art. 
whatever so precious you know yeah whatever that is and uh protect the penguin slide yeah, yeah no that's queer art uh, absolutely queer mm. art absolutely uh the penguin slide add that to like drag queen moves in the uh the street fighter yeah uh, drag queen game that we're gonna make the mortal kombat uh inspired drag queen fighting game the penguin slide, the penguin slide. Oh, so fabulous yeah up down up down a b a b enter yeah like you got to use a, sp- a special code to get the penguin slide to happen <laughs> fatality oh yeah it's the penguin Just takes slide. you takes your legs right out yeah yes exactly <laughs> oh good for her oh good for maya i'm so happy that you know and surprised that she stayed so long and i'm like all right you better work uh you're gonna go home next week but you better work you i know? can't wait to see what you do next week before they said you're <laughs> home yeah anyway do you have any final thoughts before we talk about a bsa mary uh no i i don't i don't think i do i think um no, I think I've said everything for now that I need to say, and I'll say more next week when I have more to say. All right, Mary. Well, who's the BSA then? You know, I am going to give it to Safira because I do feel like what she did with the material, um, I feel like there's – I feel like it's actually – it might even be Law Roach, but there's like a sound that people use on TikTok of like, she did what need what had to be done. Um, and I don't know where that's from, so help me out. Uh, but I feel like that is what I would say about Safira. I think my BSA is going to go to Leland. Oh, you love him. Well, I I just want to give credit for the, the writer. And I, I don't think Plasma, Safira, I just... It, it, it's a piece of the episode that supported everything else being successful. So I'm giving it to him. Um, I'm not giving it to Adam Shankman. No. You know, Adam says to Plasma, the whole show rests on her, but it really rested on on Leland and 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 Cheeks Murphy or whatever that person's name was, who I saw in that regional production in Wilmington. Chooks McGee. Uh, I mean, not to take anything away from Mr. Shankman. I'm, I mean, you know, he directed it. He he directed it. He and di- it was a good, it was a really good show. He directed the whole thing yeah. in glasses with brown lenses. Oh, you love that. I, you know, everyone should just do love what they love. And I. You love that. Love that. Love that for you. Ooh, love that. Love yes. that. Yeah. Ooh. It's a, it's, a, big it's a brown, brown world, you know? It's a brown, brown, brown world. <laughs> Welcome back to It's a Brown, Brown World. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Listen, um, Mary, let's, uh, let's end our episode there. Mary's, if you have any thoughts on this Rusical episode, The Sound of Rusic, you can reach out to us on Instagram at all right mary pod you can email us at gmail sorry at all right mary podcast at gmail.com you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or you can follow me on instagram at johnny also and if you want to hear me talking more about best supporting actresses like safira cristal that is you can uh hear more of me on my other podcast the best supporting podcast and you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, specifically Nuance, the R.A. Mary After Show, where we are covering UK vs. the World Season 2 and The Traitors. Uh, and if there's a little bit of time, a little bit of Mary Mailbag, uh, totally worth it. Uh, all of that is at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. Marys, if you have lasted this long into the episode, I just want to say... 
thank you for continuing to listen through my the cold that I have. Uh, my voice is not up to snuff, so I appreciate you listening along. Mary, what is our last chance lip sync of the week? Well, I agreed with your point that it's good to end a, a musical episode with a musical theater number. And I was like, oh, what would I choose? What would I choose? And it got me thinking about how I don't think we've talked about on this podcast how much I love the musical Bombay Dreams. Oh, it's not good. I know. But there's a couple really good songs in there that I just love. And I thought, well, that could be fun. But. You know, I feel like I'm just trying to, you know, force a, force a, you know, force my shoe into this person's. Look at my body in this brand new corset. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Where's my drag race crown? Um. So then I thought, well, how can I weave something else I love into this? And then I thought, well, you know, there is an Ace of Base album that came out in America, and this, that, and it was the name of the album was Cruel Summer, but in Europe the name of the album was called Flowers. And I thought, well, is there a song on that album that I love? And there's a bunch of songs on the album that I love, but there's a song on there on that album called Cecilia. And it's like, it's a great little song. And I love Ace of Bass. And you know what I'd like to see is an Ace of Bass jukebox musical. Make it happen. Um, and so I think that our last chance lip sync this week is the Ace of Bass deep cut Cecilia. All right, Mary's enjoy Cecilia. We'll see you over on Nuance, or we'll see you next week. <laughs>